Welcome to the Lighthouse Experiment, a Freedom Center Church podcast. Okie doke. Welcome back to the Lighthouse Experiment. Today we have Jim Parkin. Our, gu- our guest is Pastor Kyle Jones. What's going on? Thank you so I much. I drank my juice. There. I'm ready. <laughs> and myself, <laughs> Ashley Chandler. <laughs> Your gut health juice. My gut health juice, yeah. You want me to run the crim I've got a lot of... No. Because of gut health. That's not a goal. (laughs) (laughs) That is not a goal. (laughs) They run the crim and they give you a... So you get done and they give you a slice. slice? I've always thought that was funny. Slice of pizza? Yeah. They give you, and it's not good. It's like they give you a slice having... of hot and ready. Oh, I was about to say, well, <laughs> oh, maybe geez. I might run the crib now if I get a slice of pizza. <laughs> not good pizza. Though. I feel like you'd like throw up after It's not like Luigi's or something good. It's like it's you, you so come across, random. you go over to the flat lot where all the festivities are, and they'll, they'll hand you a water and a, a hot and ready slice. Is pizza Have you like that? a good running yeah. food? Or Usually no? I just work on the The day. night before it should be a running food, like it's carb up. but like not oh. an after run. No. <laughs> Huh. You want to go a little bit more hey. gentle, I would feel like. I think We so. used to work at... They're getting the chubby guy vote on that one. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> you know, we drive around on golf carts. We get You'd get a resident from one of the local hospitals with you. And get my that seems like that'd bag. be a little bit of fun. It was for a while until it wasn't, and now I just work regular. Yeah. Ambo shift, and it's all good. Stay away from that. But it's a cool race to see. It's fun. I did the 5K one year. No, two different years. I did one with Monica Banks, and then I did another year with Kelly Abel, and it was super fun. What's but I never fun? wanted to do the 10-mile. I'm like, nah, I just want to do the little short what's, and then have the fun. With what's everything. awesome is those Kenyan dudes. They're, so there's no talk. Well, they're talking amongst each other, this tight little group. They're flying. And we're pretty much still just getting set up when they finish. Right. You know, and everyone else is just barely at mile Started. two. <laughs> yeah. My silence during this part of the podcast is because I have literally nothing to offer to a race. <laughs> Fun love. You love flying. You love I do, the I city. I love the people go. that run the race. <laughs> it's crazy. Cool. Well, tell us what we're diving into today, okay. Mr. Jim. This is going to be not fun. No. But it's important. It's so important. Um, a lot of times with post-traumatic stress and stuff like that comes as kind of a, a mechanism or an avenue of relief is uh, addiction or whatever. There's something that people look to for relief, whether it be alcohol or, you know, marijuana. You can buy that recreationally. So a lot of that to the forefront. But also um, there's new research that is showing that people, as part of their post-traumatic stress disorder, one of the symptoms is... Um, hypersexuality okay. and hypersexual behavior, which leads to porn viewing and typically addiction. So tonight we're going to talk about porn addiction and then for first responders, how that levels up to directly correlating and tying into human trafficking, yeah. which we are supposed to be report, you know, reporters of that if, if, if it's suspected. Okay. So our guest, Pastor Carl Jones, has some knowledge here. So we brought him in to help us out. A little bit. (laughs) 
unfortunately, some firsthand. So, yeah, I guess what what do you want to know? Just experience or? Um, well, just kind of like what does it do to to the mind, like chemically? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, the younger you view it, the more dangerous it is. You know, your your brain uh, is still forming um, really throughout, especially, I mean, for males in particular, throughout adolescence, which, you know, you're talking early 20s at that point, late teens. And so the the high that you get, those endorphins that, you know, spark in your brain um, when your brain is developing, it's really your brain believes that's the norm. Right. You know, your your brain believes that high is the norm. And so... I mean, it is literally a, you know, hand-shaking craving that a person has for this because that's that's what your body believes is should be the normal. So that it's constantly craving that high, that rush of endorphins, you know, and that's why once that door is open, man, it's you. You and I weren't designed to say no to right. sexual encounters and that's why it's so important for us to follow them within the god li- the guidelines that god created them to be because once you open those doors you you weren't designed to say no you know oh it's so hard to stop yeah because you're not supposed to <laughs> you right. know so it's like once you once you kind of go down that path man it's difficult but you know i find as an adult um, it's it's less about curiosity and you know your your brain forming around that stuff and more about coping you know coping right. and and having it be uh, an escape from some point in life and I, yeah. I think anytime you do something um, that's an unnatural uh, that help that helps you deal with something in an unnatural way as opposed to confronting that thing and right. dealing with it healthily that's not healthy you know yeah. so it, it's something like pornography where oh it's it helps me unwind well, you know so does gardening right. <laughs> you know right. and it doesn't objectify women in the process yeah. so you know that and that's a whole other you know i i don't know about the average Guy, I, I would imagine the average guy doesn't marry a porn star, doesn't date a porn, right. porn star, you know. And so when you when you begin to ingest that stuff and the stuff that turns you on, you know, I, I'm just I'm gonna be real. Is that yeah. all right to yeah. talk about? Well, okay, you know, um, the expectation then is for your physical partner to perform in that way because that's what right. turns you on, and that's not fair. You know, it's right. not fair to to them to have that expectation heaped upon them, you know, and so it's it, it's such a damaging thing when we go down that path. Um, and I, you know, the exploration of sexuality and stuff like that. I, I I get it, but you know that it's a it's a really dangerous path that people go down um, to cope with life because at the end of the day they just want to feel better, but right. Yeah, and absolutely, and that's where it comes in, right? Because we're doing a job here, right? Where everything's super intense. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're seeing things and doing things that 
we weren't also we weren't supposed to right. see you right. know right. the inside of humans on the regular right you know and yeah. it was just so it it is fully you know I want to believe that for a lot of people it's just that I'm just gonna this is just gonna like you said I'm gonna use this to unwind right you know but like I'm gonna have this glass of whiskey to unwind sure, and then the next sure. thing you know right right but not like I. And you and I have had that conversation many times where, you know, ministry, medical field, you kind of come face to face with the depravity of mankind on a pretty regular basis. Right. If you're doing your job right. (laughs) I hate to say it that way. You know what I'm saying? But that's like, you know, it's it's not an, you know, for pastors who are part of an isolated Christian country club. You know, and and the worst thing that they run up against is the people who don't like the lights in the sanctuary. It's like, oh, okay. But, you know, there are some of us that come face to face, you know, on the daily, if not the weekly with, you know, oh, you made that choice, huh? (laughs) You know, and I, I don't think God ever designed us that way to come. Like God didn't design us with sin in mind. Right. You know, like he that's not how he designed us the fall took care of of that you know but i don't think we were designed to come face to face with that stuff a lot you know and and so when people do it's uh, what do i do with this right you know what do i do with seeing the craziness of people what do i do with murder and suicide and drug addiction and this guy cheating on his spouse and, you know, this person, you know, abusing their child, you know, all of which I've had the unfortunate, you know, right. whatever to deal with here. But, you know, you kind of look at that stuff and you go, man, I, if I didn't have Jesus, what the heck? You know, right. I'd probably want to cope in some way too, yeah. you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, I mean, sin was, sin is never something that's going to benefit of us. Right, it's right. The, the very description and what sin is it are things that are apart and less than what God's perfection is and who he is and his design and right, everything. And right. so anything less than God's intention is, is damaging and destroying. Mm-hmm. And so in our capacity, like you're saying, we're never meant to be able to be okay with it for it to benefit us, to, to be helpful in any way. And so right. on one hand, I think that coming face to face with these things again like Paul talks about in Romans demonstrates that we need a savior demonstrates that we need God to restore us and right. that he is will only ever be the answer ever but right. also that these real things are painful and hurtful and damaging and i think that if they weren't it they're real hurtful painful things and if they're really that damaging they really hurt that much yeah right and that you you never want to that's great cuz you never want to take away or discount what a person comes i think sometimes it's like oh they're an addict they're they're terrible yeah. right and i you know i i would say with you know my porn addiction um i curiosity opened the door uh, and captivation addicted me you know what i mean and i would say that while it was my initial choice to open that door. Man, once you get into that, I don't think people realize how difficult it is to, in the way that you're self-medicating, to 
step away from something like that. And the pro- and the predominant amount of people, whether it's porn or drugs or whatever it right. may be, are doing that to escape a reality that many of them didn't even have any control over, you mm-hmm. know? And, and yeah. so that's, you never want to discount the pain of what a person went through to that had them make the choice to walk through that door. Right. You know, at the end of the day, no one stuck a magazine in front of me and said, you will look at this and become addicted. Like, okay. <laughs> Something different would have happened there. You know what I mean? But it was my choice to do it. I make no bones about that. But once you get into it, ooh, my gosh, like, there's a reason people get addicted to stuff, right. you know, and, and whether it's the pure pleasure of something or escaping a reality that's very difficult to deal with that has to be taken into consideration somewhere along the line, you know. It's the thing, too, especially with this, with this, like, now we all know we, we hear a lot in the news about the opioid epidemic in our country. And, you know, and I have my own personal views that I won't share again because <laughs> jammed me up last time. But, but it's just, it, like you said, like most, the majority of these people didn't get there. I mean, they made a choice at some point, but it's not what you think it is, you know, but it, for them, what's different is, is you become so addicted to a drug like heroin that just to stop because you'll hear people say, even people in my industry will say, why don't you just quit? All I have to do is stop. Well, no, because now just stopping them is physically damaging. Right. Yeah. And then in a whole set of new circumstances. Yeah. And we're still responding and still caring for. With porn, what they're finding pretty close to 100% of the time is that it starts with, you know, with the pictures on the phone or, and then the videos and then it's, younger and younger and younger and younger and younger and now video is not enough and now I need the real tangible physical thing yeah. and then like that right. there are people in my age group you know 35 to 50 year old white dude American men buying humans because they've got to a level that they sure probably sure. are that I don't know how I'm going to get out of this and I'm yeah well, let's, I mean, let's talk about what the top, you know, Pornhub is the largest right. porn site on the planet. And let's talk about what their top five searches are. And that, right. you want to talk about Shook, Stepmom, mm-hmm. Sister, mm-hmm. Force, vi- like, what? Right. And then you wonder, like, why, why is there one in four, one in three young women molested why is rape culture a thing you know like because that's what people are hungry for and that's because that's what's being provided on these sites right and so it's like you know the objectification of women you know when when these young men are feeding this stuff into them that that they are training themselves to believe that ladies that is what you like you know the the fueling of the fantasy and it's like ah no please don't no but no i'm gonna tell you right now they don't like that (laughs) right like that's (laughs) but that's the thing that's not that's and and i your stepmom doesn't want that you know like that's not 
no. You know what I mean? It just, but there's something about that taboo that draws right. people in. You know? Well, as, as simple yeah. as, yeah. as simple as the fact that like Law and Order SVU can be found on TV at some point in the series at any given time. My wife and I have done research and proven it. You can always find it on a channel somewhere at any hour of the day. Uh, why 20, twenty-one seasons or right? 20 hours and why? Uh, I mean, my point here is is that they're always telling the story of that taboo thing. Mm-hmm. It's always just constantly pumped, constantly just fed right into our our psyche, and yeah. we hear tons about human trafficking. Yeah. So, you know, the enemy. I don't think. I don't believe that everything on earth here, because it's God's world and everything in it, is evil inherently. I think it's been completely twisted by evil. Yeah, absolutely. But to, you know, kind of to sit idly by and not say anything about it, I believe for us as believers makes us complicit. Yeah. 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 And then to go back to the first responders that are potentially seeing it during the day and potentially like wrestling with it at night when they go home. Right. Like for those folks that are lost at both ends of the spectrum there. Right. I think just because of how it it leads to, it can lead to like the involvement in trafficking and how we're seeing that it does and how people of prominence and power in our county that we live in are getting busted. Hmm. You know, they're keeping it low key, but people are getting in trouble. And, you know, just that actions are being taken and that it's more, it's more talked about. Yeah. You know, I think that we're supposed to be, I don't think, I know that as first responders, we're supposed to always be, we're reporting agents. So like if I see abuse at any level, right. I'm obligated to report Mandated it. Mandated reporter, yeah. Right. So just knowing, I mean, in the past month, there's been, I want to say five women that have been taken to Hurley Hospital in the city as Jane Doe because they can't, they're so addicted to whatever that they've been, they can't remember really who they are or why they're there. But it's clear because of the manner in which they've been found just out in, you know, negligee kind of attire or very little clothing in the freezing cold, no shoes, no clue. It's clear that our area is this is a prevalent thing. Mm. So just the idea, a lot of the reason I wanted to talk about this on this episode is just as first responders, we are here to do a job and that job is rapidly going to include this type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I speak to that. Like I know a guy who uh, one of his family members was, I mean, addicted to porn from the time he was like 15 until he was like 65 or something like an entire lifetime literally spent addicted to pornography and to my knowledge never um you know got into sex trafficking like never went that far with prostitution or, or anything like that but what he did in my mind is perpetuate the issue for people that do go that route. Right. And that's, you know, I'd be lying if I said that at some point I wasn't a part of that, you know, never went that far. Thank God. But, you know, 
to some of my money went into that. Some of my money went into the machine. Yeah. And so if you're listening out there and you're like, ah, it's just to unwind. It's not a big deal. I don't even do it every day. I do, you know, it's like, it's like giving money to an organization that kills people. That's extreme. But you, you understand my point. Like you're, right. you're, you're, you're giving to your, your, your feeding the beast that corrupts on a deeper level other people than what you are being corrupted, yeah. even though you are being corrupted, you're just at a five and they're at a 11, you know right. what I mean? So if, if for nothing else, you know, these, these precious ladies out there, whether they're on the screen or being, you know, something's being done against their will, you know, if I'm helping to perpetuate the problem through my enjoyment of something, uh, that's, that's got to be hard to reconcile in my right. mind and my heart, you know? So yeah. it's what just the numbers too. One of the things that to me is, is just shocking is the amount of, of revenue. Massive. I don't know, Ashley, if you know this, but the, was it, Baseball, football, basketball, and hockey leagues combined no do not make as much as pornography. No way. And we're, we're talking like NFL, NHL, MLB, and NBA. Yeah. Combined. It's not even any one of those. And keeping in mind that the NFL is like a $10 billion industry in and of itself. Right. Those four major sports leagues combined do not make as much as pornography the porn industry does and then just I did not know that. just the amount of just with Pornhub which is on the verge of getting burnt completely down they're towing the line because of all these yeah, searches because of that yeah but but it was like I said before we went started recording it's real close to 780,000 gigabytes transferred per hour it's like the biggest, most, isn't it the biggest search in Google search is Pornhub? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They they rule the roost. Yeah. It's insane. It's nuts. It's like the the way that this has permeated society, it, and I'm, I'm going to say, I think it should be illegal. I, yeah. I, I just... Yeah. But what's the trip though, right? And this is coming from someone who consumed it. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I just I I think it should be illegal because what it does on so many levels, from the young to the old, you know, to to our precious, precious women, like it it is a an evil that so many have silently nodded their head to. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. given right. the, yeah. I'm just, I'm not gonna talk about it. I'm not, and we're just as guilty as of that in the church. But our government, to our teachers, to our parents, to nobody wants to talk about it. Right. Everybody wants to consume it in secret. But, but it's what's crazy too to to, to a couple steps back, you know, maybe a half a dozen steps back or whatever from porn. And, and these issues that we know are happening, and like you said, are, are precious ladies and they're caught up and then, you know, we have this Me Too movement and all these allegations and all these things throughout the years, which was just kind of the good old boys club and sure. no one really said anything. 
we're trying to attack this stuff and people are finally speaking to porn addiction and then this year's Super Bowl halftime show happens. Yeah. And it's just whatever. I didn't They're just empowered women. Right. You know, and it's just you can't like, have like, your cake what? and eat it too. You just you how can't can you have your like? Cake and eat it how too. are we doing this? And oh. like you said, to me, that whole thing right there was just passively, aggressively saying, "Ah, oh, it's, it's no big deal." Yeah. You know, when it when it comes to pleasure um, and celebration, no is not a thing that our society likes to hear. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, true. <laughs> you know. Like that's that's such a you know where where is the line? There is no line. You know we move from a performance based society to a feelings based one, and there is no emotions are a much harder thing to draw a line on than performance. You okay. know what I mean? That that's a and, and performance is hard enough to draw a line of when too far is too far. But when you talk about somebody's emotions and what makes them happy and what brings them pleasure and man, it's, I, I, there's very, I don't know if there's anything more that if you say yes to this area, well, who are you to say no to another? Right. You know, if you say yes, that this is okay. It's only a matter of time before just about everything is okay. You right. Know? And so that pleasure and sexuality, you know, I think God puts boundaries on those things, not because he wants us to be prudes, but because, man, he created us with this beautiful gift that we can share with each other, but puts fencing around it because it's such a powerful, powerful thing. Powerful. You know, Song of Solomon 8 goes through this whole discourse about this woman that he's going to marry. And at the end of it, you know, you're, you're beautiful. You're amazing. You like I, the, the way that you look. And then that last, I think it's eight, four, um, Daughters of Jerusalem, I beseech you, I beg you, yeah. do not awaken passion before it's time. Mm-hmm. In spite of all of this, how amazing you are and beautiful you are, and girl, what's up? <laughs> you know, um, it's not time for this yet. Right. And pornography is just another, it's not time for this yet. That That's between you and the woman that should be your wife, you and the man that should be your husband, not a screen, not a one night stand, not a, you know, Netflix and chill with the neighbor, you know, that's, right. that's not what it's for. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is it possible to end on an encouraging note? As yeah. As far as, Just if, I don't know. If you hear this podcast, you hear this episode and, and you're one of our regular listeners and you know me, you know how to get a hold of me, hit me up on our, or anybody listening, hit us up on the messenger uh, button on the Lighthouse Experiment yeah. uh, Facebook page. And I will connect you with people who have knowledge and expertise and who I totally trust your lives with and I'll get you lined up. Yeah, And I, I mean... I was addicted to this stuff for a decade plus. You know, at one point I look at my life and I had spent more years uh, addicted 
to that like the majority of my life I was addicted to porn. At one point I looked at my life, I was 27 and I had spent uh, like 14 years addicted and 13 years not. And that reality hit me and was like, oh, <laughs> like, I, yeah, I have struggled with this the majority of my life. Yeah. And I'm telling you, you know, guys, girls, I'm not going to pretend you don't struggle with this, too. Um, there's freedom out there. I'm living, breathing, walking proof that you do not have to be addicted to pornography, that you can cope with life in semi-healthy <laughs> ways, you know, like by no means being perfect. But, man, there's such hope out there. And I would I would add to that if any of you out there are free of pornography or have never looked at it even better, you know, like, man, shout that from the rooftops. Give people yeah. hope and encouragement in the same way that, you know, you would want to give people hope and encouragement, you know, to exercise better or eat better or you know, whatever, give people hope and encouragement that they can overcome this addiction in their life and and cope with life in a, a much more positive way, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So there's hope out there, folks. Like, I, I don't ever want to take away from that. Yeah, this sucks royally, and it should be illegal, and it's the result of sin in the world. But, man, Christ overcomes sin, and there's a lot of us out there that are walk and breathe and proof of that so that's awesome. yep. so good thank you so much for being yeah. with us I mean this is no little thing no and <laughs> I, I just I have a lot of um, respect and, and honor for you to be able to minister and talk about it so that other people can know know that yeah. and not be hidden in the dark anymore yeah. and that, honestly that's I think one of the biggest reasons why I try to do it is because isolation, deception, being sneaky about it, like those are all things that I felt and would draw myself in, like I would draw into myself. And it was in those lonely times and in those isolated times that I made some of the stupidest decisions of my life. And there was such shame because I was sure that I was the only believer on the planet that was doing this, you know, right. which everybody knows is not true, not right. by a long shot. But, you know, it's that if we're if we're not if we don't talk about this, if we're silent about it, man, we do such a disservice to yeah. to people out there. There is hope. You are not the only one. At the same time, stop. Right. <laughs> you know, don't do that anymore. You know, go garden kick a soccer ball, build a deck. I don't know, you Some. know, like do, go take up scuba diving, I, something else that can fill your time and energy that that doesn't have to de demean women and yeah. fill your mind and heart with some of the most depraved things. For ever. sure, if your parents to keep track of what your oh, kids are doing on the social media. That's a whole media. other conversation. Right. <laughs> I just, part just, two. Part oh, two. absolutely, Gosh. part two. Dude, my daughter's Yo. three and she can get herself onto yeah. the iPad to Daniel Tiger. Yeah. For now. Then what? She can also negotiate Netflix. Yeah. 
See what I mean? Poor it's, kid, Ashley. She's too smart. <laughs> it's coming, Carl. It's, their, it's coming. It's their DNA. It's our our learned thing. Right. So parents out there, man. Stay alert, be, stay alive, y'all. Stay alert, stay alive. Naive. Yes. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. As always, thank you, Freedom Center Church, for use of this space yes. and all of your amazing support. Also, you can find the Morning After podcast. The pastors come through and recap Sunday service as well as Sunday service can be found right here on this network. Check us out on the socials. See you next time. See you.